0: Sabe que pelo amor eu sou doente,
1: farai o meu melhor para te ver
0: sempre na frente, irai onde o coração
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Sporting 160 EN, and this is podcast number three. And uh, let me introduce the panel to you, uh, Daniel Saldana, all the way
0: from Toronto, Canada. How you doing, butch? I'm good, bro. Back, good to be back on. Talk Sporting with four or three wonderful people. Let's get this. Okay.
2: And now Bruno Mendes from Maryland,
3: USA. How you doing, buds? I'm doing good, man. It's been uh it's been a crazy week with work and school, but finally on break and we got the win today, so I'm happy as hell to be here with you guys. I hear you, man. And
2: finally from motherland, from all the one from Lisboa, Lisbon, Bruno Brito Leao Interno. How you doing? Hello, I'm great. Sporting one. So, I'm more than great. Outstanding. So, without any further delays, let's talk about the uh, great victory in Ligue Europa in the quarterfinals, the first leg at home against Victoria's uh, Plains. And uh, like I said, we won 2 0. I'm going to go over the lineup. Today, between the pipes, we had uh, Rui Patricio, right fullback Stefan Witovski. Then we had El Patron Cuates. We had our Frenchman Jeremy Mathieu, and uh, left back. Uh, from uh, the beginning, we had Fabi Quintan. At the midfield, we play as a number eight Bruno Fernandez, and then uh, William Carvalho's number six. In the left wing, we had uh, Mister Acuña from Argentina, and then we had the uh, Costa Ricano Brayan Ruiz and Jesur Martins as the the uh, right winger. Up front, as the striker. Uh, we had Freddy Montero, and we had no bars dust, as everybody knows, he was injured, and also Rafael Leon at the last minute, he also got injured. And then on, on the bench, we had the youngster, Ronaldo Talares, which we'll talk about it in a little while. So guys, um, I'm going to start with Bruno Brito, and why? Because he was in Loco, watching the game with Jose Valade, lucky dog, I wish I was in your place. So, Bruno, tell me how was the game? How was the atmosphere? We, it was a total of twenty-six thousand people. Tell me everything, every every detail. Give me every cup of the game, Bud. Uh,
4: about the the public in general, uh, it wasn't a big attendance, but uh, the fans who were in the at the stadium uh, did their best in order to to push the team to the victory. And um, it was a good atmosphere at the end of all.
2: Okay, so and what
4: about the game in the first half? Uh, how, how did you feel?
2: Did we miss a lot of opportunities? Did we play well? How was it?
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, Jesus, uh, in my opinion, prepared the game the best way as possible. Uh, but the team failed uh, a lot of goals in front of the goal. Uh, We missed the opportunity to solve the tie in Lisbon, but uh, we are well-positioned to reach the quarterfinals without suffering uh, goals at home, which is good. And that's the most important of all, in my opinion. Without um, injuries, uh, we lost um, Coates and um, William Carvalho for the second leg, but I think uh, we can handle it without them.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way, honestly. I feel the same way. I don't think we'll be uh, missing them because uh, it's 2 nothing. I didn't see much of a uh, plan, and I think we'll be fine with our replacement. So, uh, Brun Mench, uh, why don't you go next? Give me a recap of the game.
3: Yeah, so um, unfortunately, I couldn't watch the first half. Well, I did watch literally uh, as I was getting my computer on uh, to ESPN3. Montero literally had just scored the goal. So that was a plus. I got off to a good start. Uh, the second half uh, was great. Um, I think after uh, Acuna got taken off, uh, the attack fell a little bit. Uh, we weren't as, as strong going up um, from what I hear, you know, on the comments and the tweets that I saw from the first half that, you know, I only saw a minute of it. Um, I'm happy we got the W. Um, I, it could have easily, easily been more with a couple opportunities that we'll get more into when we discuss uh, that were missed. William and Gwatz, you know, missing the, the second leg um, sucks. But I think uh, with that being said, we have suitable replacements that can still and will get the job done for us. And, yeah, man, I'm just happy that we are in a, a very, very good position to move to the quarterfinals of the uh, Europa League. Great. Danny,
2: why, do, why don't you jump in and tell me what's going on?
0: Yeah, um, it was a great game. Uh, for us at least. We controlled it even when we weren't attacking at our best. I feel like we controlled the game uh, very well. Uh, in the first half especially, I don't remember them really uh, causing any problems to our net. Truth be told, they really only caused the problem maybe for 10 minutes once we first subbed off for um, Besides that, it was basically us uh, controlling the game, you know, doing what we do best, attacking pretty well and um, first half we just you know we, we missed out on a few goals. Acuna hit the bar uh, from that beautiful long shot. Um, and then Gelson even earlier. Um, credit to the defender. he gets in front of Gelson, but Gelson also misses a, a tap in. Um, and then you know, we have Freddie Montero who I've been I've been on this podcast saying many times He has to start as number nine. He's not a second striker. He's not a, he's not a nine and a half to me. he's not a number 10. He's a nine. He, he, he's a goal scorer. Uh, when he first came to Sporting, that was his trade. He was starting up top. It wasn't underneath Slimani. It was him up top and Slimani on the bench. Um, so, yeah, and we played him at number nine today. Kind of forced to play him there because of the injury to Bastos and, and Rafael Leon, like you mentioned, but um, and Dumbia. But, you know, I think he did very well. Um, yeah, and then second half, you know, we started off with that second goal right away. That kind of killed the game. Bruno Fernandes could have got another goal as well. There was one towards the end where Mathieu, um, I, I just love this play where he just came sprinting from basically from from his half sprinted to the other half and um, you know shot it towards the, the goalie. He did a, a good job to save it. Um, so yeah, it ended 2-0. Could have easily ended more. Uh, I think we, we all would have been comfortable if it ended more, but 2 nothing's is not a bad result, especially since they didn't get that away goal. Uh, leaves everything open for us. Uh, leaves us in a very good position. Uh, if we score one in Czech Republic, I think we're we're pretty much good and we're set. And um, of course, as mentioned, you know, no Kouac, no William. But, you know, I think we have suitable replacements in André Pinto. Hopefully he'll be ready for Thursday. We have pilinga that was on the bench. We have Petrovic that didn't have a bad game either uh, before he got, you know, a red card for no reason um so we have suitable replacements so I'm, I'm confident going into it i'm confident we can get to the quarterfinals and it was a very impressive uh impressive campaign or impressive um game from from all from every every single one of them out uh on the field today so credit to them
2: okay yeah good uh good recap of uh, of the game so i'm now i'm uh, gonna ask you a couple questions to each one of you uh brunman i'll go with you first um uh, Kuwata's yellow card they wear him yellow card. Do you think those two uh players could have avoided the yellow cards?
3: Uh the one on Kuwata's the the yellow card that he got was tough because it if he if he hadn't done what he did, um I mean the guy was on a clear breakaway, so it was kind of one of those situations where he had to do it. Uh, so unfortunately, he did pick up the yellow. Uh, William, I think, was a clumsy challenge because I feel like we we would have been able to stop their attack. I feel like there were players on the back end of that attack uh, that they were that they were going on, and he, you know, it was a clumsy challenge. Uh, I I agree that it, that it was a yellow. Uh, unfortunately, you know, they're they're not going to be at the next game, but it doesn't scare me. We still have you know, suitable replacements. I still trust, uh, and Andrea Pinto, like I said, every time he's come in, he, he doesn't do anything special. He he's there. He knows what needs to be done. Nothing flashy. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of him in, in, in that respect. And as far as William, I mean, we have Bataglia we can bring in. We have Bellino, who who's a quality youngster that we have on the squad that hopefully does get an opportunity. Uh, so I'm not worried. And um I mean better for them to pick up the yellow now I guess than um later down the road where we'll where they will have to miss uh, you know a game in the quarters or the semis. Okay, good, good. Uh
2: yeah, I feel the same way too actually. So uh I'm I'm on board with you on this one. Um so now um Leon Interno. Uh in regards to the PK at minute thirty-eight uh uh Against uh, in in favor of Montero was that a PK in your perspective or was it not a PK? I'm asking you because you were live, you saw it uh, yourself at the stadium.
4: I was a little bit far from the. Uh, it wasn't clearly at all because uh, my my angle of vision was wasn't the best to judge that. Uh,
2: Okay, but the, did you see on the replay on the big screens on uh, on the
4: stadium? Uh, no, but uh, my first uh, or my first view, it was a penalty. But uh, the referee seems confident that uh, it isn't. So yeah, I, I trust him. But uh, I saw the feedback after the game, and uh, everyone saying that it was a clearly penalty, uh, clearly penalty kick. So yeah. I trust them.
2: Yeah, me, me too. I saw the replay several times. I mean, from home, it's easier because you get to see uh, different cameras, different angles, and it was a clear penalty. I mean, even the uh, sick commentators, which they're not really sporting fans, even them, they said it was uh, a penalty. So I was surprised. Maybe one of them uh, converted to sporting, but I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, Danny, uh, qu- a couple questions for you. At minute 53, what happened? Do you remember? No. I'll put you on the spot.
3: I think we might have lost him. I'm not sure.
2: Okay. So, Bruno, since you spoke for him on his behalf, what happened at minute <laughs>
3: <laughs> Minute 53.
2: Yeah. Uh, Something special happened in Avalanche.
3: In minute fifty-three, I'm yeah, trying to. Hello. Yeah. Oh, he there, you go. there he is. Yep, oh, we hear you. Oh, we yeah, found minute it?
0: fifty-three. I don't know. I I didn't study for this test. I have no idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Nelson Neves, he, he was uh, homenageado at the minute fifty-three because he won mm-hmm. the uh, the me, the the bronze medal in the triple. <laughs> right, right.
3: Yeah. Oh, see, they didn't. They didn't say that on ESPN three, man. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't <laughs>
0: oh, get that on Seek either.
3: See, we didn't get that. I didn't get that memo. So no. I apologize. But no, congrats.
2: That's, that's fine. That's fine. You guys are amazing. Um. Uh. So, uh, Danny, an easier question for you. Uh, give me a um, a fair um recap of uh, uh the referee. How would you rate the referee?
0: Um. I think the referee wasn't necessarily bad. I think he let the game uh, go on in certain aspects. My only complaint about the referee is, um, you know, first half Plisin, you know, they were they were fouling a lot more. I think I I think by like the twentieth twenty fifth minute they already had seven fouls or something like that. No yellow cards, but uh, then the start of the second half he started handing out yellow cards to us, even though we weren't the team necessarily fouling that much. Um, I agree that that Coates yellow should should have been a yellow it was good it was shown correctly. uh Williams was kind of I think he could have let that go because he sort of let challenges similar to that go in the first half from Plizan. Um but aside from those, uh and maybe the penalty shout that I think should have been a penalty aside from those calls, uh, I don't think he was necessarily that bad. Uh, I'll give him a I'll give him a seven out of 10. Uh, just because there are they are those you know there are those big errors that he is that he made uh, the penalty maybe the yellows i don't think or at least from william uh maybe more yellows on their team should have should have been shown because they were a very physical tough team um uh, but aside from that i think i think he did a good job and um if uh i know we'll maybe get into this later but if uh portugal wants to solve their uh their referee crisis and you want to go for foreign refs this guy might not be a bad shout and others like him, but uh, I don't want to get into that too much.
2: <laughs> I
0: feel you. Uh, so, uh, Brun Brito, your best
2: player of the game. Uh,
4: for me, there were three players uh, and three MVPs. Uh, <laughs> but,
1: uh,
4: I can't choose one because... Um, yeah, uh, Quentrell. Montero and Bruno Fernandes. Coentrão uh, were um, irrepressible. Huge race, an example of a player to sporting, such as Bruno Fernandes. And Montero was well in the game, more available, scored two goals, which is what uh, is expected, uh, expected of him. And I still uh, like um, the exhibition of Brian Ruiz very well in the first half, in positional terms with uh, excellent criteria in the last pass, seems to be making up for the lost time. In my opinion, we cannot ask for much intensity because it is a player who, who never had uh, these characteristics. Uh, Acuna made an excellent first half too, struggling even though things did not uh, always go well with him. The center uh, The centre-backs did well too and I think uh, it was uh, a good exhibition from from our team in general but uh, the three uh, the first three are, uh, were the MVPs in my opinion that's uh, that's really good choices uh, I would have picked the same three
2: as well so uh, uh Bruno, Bruno Mendes, I have to say your last names because then you guys will get confused um um what did you think about jj tactics today
3: um uh, when bataglia when bataglia came in for acuña i knew we were playing to hold the 2-0 result um it was kind of his way of taking the foot off the accelerator i guess you can say put another midfielder in hold the result uh so i expected them to to play you know kind of like they did they weren't really trying to uh to really attack, I guess you can say it was more of just uh, passing the ball around, containing the result, not getting caught on the counter attack and trying to build up uh, slowly, but surely. And they were building up through the middle, uh, which I don't think is our our strongest suit. I think we're better on the wings, but with Acuna coming out, it it made it, it made it hard. Uh, I didn't get to see the first half, unfortunately, but um, it looks like the only thing that, that, Affected us was the opportunities that we missed. So I mean, I can't really, I can't really fault JJ. Um, I, I thought he, I thought he was pretty good. So I mean, out of ten, if I had to give him a score, I, I'd give him an eight, eight or a nine.
2: Okay, sounds good. Um, Danny, um, Enriquez Montero, is he back or what? What do you think? You saw the whole game today, so he scored two goals. Is he back?
0: Uh, I don't want to say back i just think that he's been playing he's finally playing in, in his proper position like i mentioned he was playing at the nine he was playing leading the line um i think that's where he plays best if you, if we've seen throughout his career not only at sporting but elsewhere he plays up front he, he's not in and behind the striker so um i just i that's that's what i think i he, i don't think he necessarily left maybe he's finally gaining that rhythm back if that's what you mean and I agree with you hundred percent he's finally getting that rhythm and that match time that he needed and you know because he hadn't played since since November since the playoffs in the MLS so um, I, I guess uh, uh, physically and and you know and 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 tactically sure he's he's back but I just think that had we played him in, in number nine position rather than doomby at times I think uh, he would have he would have showed us similar or the exact same output that he did today
2: okay. Good. That's a good point, actually. Uh, Now, going back, I have a couple more questions, and then we'll move on to the next topic, which will be uh, uh, modalidades. Uh, But before we move on, a couple more questions. I'd love to put you guys on the spot to see your knowledge of our sporting club, Portugal. Um, So, Brun back at you. Why do you think our sporting, towards the end of each game, seems to have like heavy legs fatigued we break down and then the other teams they regain confidence and they almost score on us what, what needs to be done to to change that uh and to, for our team to be consistent the full ninety minutes
4: i'm start uh, I'm starting to think that uh, it is in our minds uh it is a question of attitude but not only uh there, uh, there is physical issues uh, uh, too, but uh, for example, uh, William Carvalho has a tendency to um, to pass for the center backs. I think he could uh, explore the the wings, or the or we can play by the middle and uh, hold the ball. Uh, William Carvalho is strong physically; he can uh, aim the ball and try to to push the team forward but um, it, it has to be with um, the characteristics of the, the, another, uh, the other midfielders. Uh, when we had uh, Adrian Silva and Joe Mario, uh, Adrian Silva um, played uh, as a tendency to, um, to play, pushing the team forward and uh, keeping uh, high pressure. It's not uh, with contention. And uh, but Batag- uh, when Batagly came in, uh, the team um, started pushing back. I think there is a, a need for a, a midfielder who maintain the um, the right the uh, right equ- uh, equilibrium.
2: Gotcha. To keep the consistency of the game, if we do decide to sub uh william Carvalho, yeah the right balance that's it yeah um I got you yeah that's a good that's a good uh that's a good recap um I, I do agree with you, and that's what we're missing we we're missing uh let's say a clone of william Carvalho someone that can come in and compensate for the last minutes of the game if he comes out on a, on a sub
4: yeah um, and two years ago we had uh, João mario mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. Was playing in the wing but uh he has the the characteristics to to join the midfielder uh the uh, the middle and uh, help keeping the possession uhson uh, can do that but not uh, with the same uh, balance
2: yeah, the, the, same, the same intensity yeah i agree um so now Brun, Brun mens uh in, in your perspective in in your way of seeing our team um for for next season 2018 19 where do we need more reinforcements
3: well um i think we're going to need a replacement for Gelson cuz i don't think Gelson's going to be I, I don't see Gelson staying after the summer after the world cup i just don't see it i think he's going to i think he's going to get bought out uh, with a hefty sum unfortunately can i cut you off Go ahead. Do you think Rafinha is the solution? Do I think I think Rafinha has got potential. Do I think he's the solution? It remains to be seen. With that being said, there's never anything wrong with bringing another insurance policy, right? So, if I'm Spartan, I go out and I get another winger. I know we have Rafinha coming in, but again, it's it's not guaranteed and we're always an injury away as we've seen this season of things getting bad and you know, third and fourth strings playing. So it, it's never a bad idea to strengthen the wing. I think we definitely need to add another striker because I don't see Dubia. I don't think Dubia should be in the plans. We're going to need a couple of midfielders in because Brian Rees. this is the last year of his contract. I don't see us re-signing him. Bruno Fernandes, I pray to God he remains. I think he will. But the kid is an absolute, absolute phenom, absolute superstar I pray that he starts for Portugal in the World Cup because he needs to. He's an absolutely sensational player. How long can we keep him? I don't know. Uh, but as far as the reinforcements, I think we definitely need another another left back, uh, a backup to Cointreau. I hope Cointron comes back too. I hope we're able to secure him for another year. I don't know if you guys have seen the interview he did with uh, Marca, I believe, uh, the Spanish um, mm-hmm. Spanish newspaper. Uh, he was saying that he, he wants to finish his career here at Spartan. I would love nothing more. He shows so much heart, man. I, I love going through. I love everything that he's given for the club. So if he comes back, that that's only a plus for us with his leadership. Uh, another left back, though, a uh, couple of midfielders and definitely a winger and a striker moving forward. Okay, good. Uh Danny? Uh,
2: by the way, uh, uh, Rafinha is—he uh, belongs to Sporting already. Sporting already negotiated with Guimarães, He's going to start with us uh, season 19 So he's just the sure thing. Right. A, a right. Uh, but I do agree with you. We do need an, another winger, and we do need another striker. That's the the that's the two positions we need for sure. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, okay, Danny. Uh, What's now, up? Now, now if. Uh, if uh, if we Patrici sold, uh, who would you put in uh, in go-
0: in, uh, in in goalie? That's a good question. Um, we have a few youngsters that are that are making a name for themselves that are doing very well. Um, we have uh, we have Luis Maximiliano. We have even Pedro Silva, who who I've been impressed with every time I've seen him. Uh preseason and. Even some of his games with the B team and under nineteens, um, it's to me. If we want to look in-house, it's one of those two. Uh, we see in preseason who can battle off their spot. Um, if we want to purchase somebody, um, that's a different story. You know, we could look within the league at youngsters like Miguel Silva from from Guimarence who um, he's shown great potential throughout the years, though he hasn't been starting as much as as he'd probably like. Um, we can look at other Portuguese internationals like um, Anthony Lopes from Leon, See if we can snatch them away from from there. But again, Anthony Lopes, he's their captain at certain games. I've seen him wear the captain's armband, so that might be a hefty fee. Um, we can even do uh, what we've done in the past with um, you know Peter Schmeichel, and even what Porto did with with Iker, and maybe go to a goalie that maybe. Um is at the end of not is at the end or you know towards the end of their career and, and, and still wants to play at a high level. Nothing really comes to mind right now. I, I can't remember if it was on one of these podcasts or if I was just talking to a buddy, but somebody mentioned Sergio Romero would be a decent a decent shout and I'd agree hundred percent with that. So there's options out there if we want to look in-house, maybe outside in the market, maybe people that I don't even know of or I haven't mentioned. Uh, there's a lot of options out there, but uh I I, I wanna I wanna say that Rui Patricio is here to stay. I think he's he's gonna retire at Sporting. I think he's gonna be one of uh those one man clubs or one-man, one man one one man teams. And uh and then he's gonna get a beautiful statue outside of José Avalade. and uh all will be all will be good. Please never mention Rui Patricio leaving again, Steph. I almost had a heart attack you just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> just the thought <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> OK, so um, uh, one thing came out on the news a couple of days ago, which uh, will make all of us very, very happy and with a smile on our faces, which is uh, uh, Sporting is actually uh, indeed trying to negotiate to see if FibreCoin Trump could stay with us. Uh, as, as we know, FibreCoin Trump agreed in uh, uh, dropping, reducing his salary to make it to make it happen. So I think it's a it's a huge possibility. He's at the end of his contract with Real Madrid, uh, so he knows if he goes back to Real Madrid, he's not going to start. And he's very happy at Sporting. His family is happy to be back in Portugal, and that makes all the difference as well. Uh, money is not everything in life. Uh, if he stays at Sporting, he's still going to be paid well, uh, and he's a great left fullback. So my wishes is for uh, our Fabio Intran to stay with the. With sporting for many, many years. So uh, let's go, let's uh, let's make a promise. The five of us, the four of us, I'm including Sam Fonseca too, Sunday we'll go to church all at the same time. So we'll have to time it because of the time dif- difference, okay?
0: So- <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, as 10 da manhã, okay? As 3 da tarde, pobre Bruno Brito, Portugal. So without any further delays, let's move on to the next topic. And uh, it's a topic I'm interested in uh, knowing your feedback uh, from each one of you. So I'm I'm going to introduce the topic. I'm going to let Denny Saldana go. Uh, Then once you finish, uh, Bruno Mendes can go. And then Bruno Brito uh, uh, will go last. Okay, guys? Um, So what do you think about these five young players, which I'm about to mention, What are you expecting from them? And do you think they will make the A-team next year? And I'm talking about the goalie, Luis Maximiano. The youngster striker, Ronaldo Tavares, which he has been playing uh, in the the Sporting Bet team now for two years. He's only 20 years old. Rafael Leão, we've seen a little bit of what he can do. He's only 18 years old. Ivanildo Fernandes, another one, is 19 years old. He's a center back. Pedro Marquez is only 19. He's also a striker, and he scored some amazing goals for the B team. And Demiral is a center back. uh, He's from Turkey. He's been with us for a long time. So, Danny, go ahead. Tell me, what are you expecting from these young
0: young players? Um, From the players you mentioned... I think that the most probable one will be um Luis Maximiliano to be maybe the backup goalie um Salah who, who has rarely played to be fair um he he hasn't really done much he's played a few a few Tasa de Liga games I can't even I don't even think he's played a Tassa Portugal game so he hasn't he hasn't played much so I think you know for maybe Luis Maximiliano or Maximiliano and, uh or even like I mentioned before, Peter Silva, one of them can can maybe um or even Stoikovic, I know Stoikovic's been on the B team. One of those three I think uh will be the the backup goalie for next season. Uh they just have to make their imprint on um on um the, the preseason. Even even Neil Dufernj I think would be tough. Uh he's a good youngster though. I, I I agree with you there. And um he's he does have a lot to improve and a lot to grow. Um Maybe with the sale, the sale of of a of a center back in the summer, depending if if we we keep Coates. I know the Twitter uh, on Twitter we we even revealed that um, uh, Lazio was interested in him. Um, I think we'll keep Mathieu and and even Andre Pinto. But if we sell one of those three, or if something happens to one of those three, maybe he'll get in a shot. But we have to also remember that we have uh, Dominguez Duarte on loan. Um, we have Marcelo from Rio Ave coming in um, next season. Um, so it'll be tough for him, really, to, to battle it out, especially with those two. Um, what were the other players that I that you mentioned? You had Ronaldo Tavares.
2: Ronaldo Tavares, Rafael Leão, Pedro Marques, and Demiral.
0: Right. Demiral is another one, similar to uh, Ivan Aline Fernandes, that, you know, it'll be tough for him, uh, a lot of competition, but uh, out of the two, I think he's the better centre-back, and uh, if, if anybody has a shot to make it, I think it's Demiral. I've been really impressed with him. I really like the kid. Uh, but like I said, with all the all the all the all the center backs coming back, it it'd be tough for him. Um, maybe maybe a loan to to uh, a Liga team would be better. Um, Rafael Young, I think, is here to stay. Uh, he's proven uh, that he can he can score on the biggest occasions against against Porto. So um, you know, and and we've all been 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 in love with him since he's made it to the team. Uh, so yeah, I think um, Rafael Young is is the one that's going to stay next season and. Um, rotate with boss dost a bit more um, and then with uh, Ronald Tavares and Pedro March, um, it's more Pedro marks I haven't I've, I've heard more about him I've seen more of his goals um, he, he's been I think last year in the UEFA youth league it might be this year I could be confusing it he scored a few a uh, few goals for us so um, he's another he's another striker that that's proven that he can score goals uh, I think both of them are going to be should be at least loaned out maybe stay with the b team or be like a a third option for us but another two young uh young prospects with uh the whole world ahead of them and and with uh a ton of a ton of potential and um and yeah from from that list uh i don't think many make it just because of how highly competitive this squad is and how good this squad is but um a few of them if it's if it's not next year it's the year after because uh, they have they have a high ceiling. They have you know very good potential, and at this moment, they're they're already great players. So, so yeah, that's my answer to that.
2: Okay, good. Uh, Bruno Mens, go ahead.
3: Yeah. So, out of all those players that you mentioned, I think the easiest one to point out that will be in the squad next year will be Raphael Leon. I think moving forward, he's definitely going to play a big part at Spartan. The only other player that maybe maybe has a chance at staying. Um, like Danny said, I know our keeper, uh, Saline, Sel- uh, is is pretty much probably going to be gone after this year. I think he only signed a one year contract, right? So we we can see a uh, uh, Luis Maximiliano, you know, maybe start breeding him, um, have him train along, you know, Rui Patrício, have him take notes, pick his brain, um, you know, get to learn from from one of the best keepers that that's ever put on the Sporting shirt and you know, one of the best keepers in the world. Uh, As far as uh, Ronaldo Verge, he's got the name. I don't think he has the experience quite yet. I mean, you got the name Ronaldo. I hope you turn out to be great kid, Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't see him staying and it's going to be very hard for uh, the rest of these players that you mentioned uh, to get on the team. I feel like loaning them out to the, the first division of Portugal would probably be the best especially because we, you know, we already have Marcelo coming in. So I don't see that young center back staying on the squad, maybe having a few opportunities, you know, and friendlies over the summer. But I I don't see them being a a pivotal part of the squad. As Danny mentioned, we also have the Mings Duarte coming back. So that position is hard. And as far as the strikers, I mean, we we have Bastos, we have uh, Montero, and we have – Leon Rafael Leon, who I think are are is, is a pretty solid rotation when healthy, of course. So to be honest with you, I, I don't see where all those those other uh, other youngsters really really have a shot. I think the best thing for them to do is go out on loan and keep develop keep developing as young players, and ho- hopefully it all works out and and they turn out to be a uh, great great pieces moving forward for us.
0: And sorry, like just to interject because I just remember too. We also have Jelson Dalla coming back next season. Jelsin, even, see, that's another even one. Then, even go. then, it's that's, that's tough for Max and even Tavares to really stake a game. Because yeah. I think Jelsin Dalla's he's he's been more than deserving of one.
3: Yeah, I like him a lot.
2: Yeah. I agree with both of you. So now, uh, Brun Britsch, uh, why don't you put in your two cents?
4: Uh, for me, uh, Luis Maximiano is the, goal, the goalkeeper with the greatest potential of Sporting's formation. Uh, Rafael Leão is the player with the most potential. If he has the ideas on the side, it may be the next crown jewel of our uh, formation. Demiral is a powerful player. He has been evolving in game construction, but he needs to improve that. He uh, needs to raise his comp- composure as well. In my opinion, he should be loaned to uh, a first league, uh, league team. Um, and in my opinion he has more potential than Ivanildo, uh, but they are different players uh, um, Demiral is, be- is similar to Coates, and Ivanildo can be similar to Mathieu in my in my point of view uh, Pedro Marques is, is mobile similar to Lietzen in my opinion, it is not easy to ad- uh, to adapt him to our tactical scheme. Uh, Ronald Tavares is powerful, can be useful in continuous attack, but in my point of view, he has no potential, uh, at least for now, to be an asset in the main squad.
2: Okay. So now I'm going to ask each one of you uh, to um, tell me if uh, certain players, they should go or they should stay. Quick answers, nothing to take long, so we can move on to the next topic. Agreed?
0: Agreed. Okay. try not to ramble.
2: Okay, yeah, please, don't ramble, (laughs) Papagino. Okay, now, Dumbia, should go or should stay?
0: I've been saying since December, this guy needs to leave. Fodder, fara, fodder. So that's me.
2: Okay, Uh, Leon Inter.
0: Uh, Yeah, I agree if... uh...
4: The solution um, is a player like Slimani, for example.
2: Okay. If uh, if we if we uh, uh, if the new acquisition is Slimani. Well I hope so. Uh, Brian Whiz, you should go or you should stay? Bye. Yeah. yeah, another one that should
0: go as well. Um, then uh, Bruno. Ciao. Adeus. Yeah. No internet.
4: Uh for me too, uh, because uh, because of his age and because um, he earns a lot of money. So I think we can uh, bring uh, a free a free engine uh free agent um yeah. to to re- to replace him or uh, bring Isua, for example. agree
0: agreed because uh, his contract is, is ending in June anyway. But just so we're not looking as haters. Credit to him. The last two, two, three games, he's been, he's been outstanding. So credit to Brian Fuish. But we, I agree with all of you. He needs to go. Yeah.
2: Well, he, yeah. he needs to, he needs to go, and he's going because uh, if Sporting wanted to keep him, he would have renewed the contract by right now. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, um, Brun says it should go. Or should stay. S-
0: should stay to be an option off the bench unless we get better.
3: Mando Pashina. Okay.
2: Ele não fala chinês, atenção. Uh...
0: fala
3: chinês, meu, mas os, <risos> os clubes da China pagam.
2: Ya, yeah, meu, <risos> estava a brincar, meu. Pô. <risos> ok, Leão Interno, go ahead.
4: Uh, he's a, a useful player with a very good attitude every time he's called to the game. Uh, in my opinion, he should stay, but uh, if there is a, a good transfer. A uh, good proposal. Uh, it's a good uh, opportunity to, to sell him.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. Do we have anybody like that at Sporting now? In our youth, in our B-team, in our juniors? Do we have anybody like that? Who's got to believe I'll Come well.
0: I've been liking um, Pedro Delgado, to be honest. He's not been that bad. Um,
2: Pedro Delgado?
0: Yeah,
2: he's been playing on the right wing. He's done okay. He scored a few okay.
0: goals here.
2: Can,
3: there, you play, can, can, he you can, can you play? Can you play in the left wing? Can you play in the middle yes. like? Bruno
2: yeah, like yes. Cesar? Daniel Brundcza.
4: Well, Daniel. Temos o Daniel Pudentes. Ah, não é o mesmo. Ah, multitasking. So multitasking like uh, Bruno Cesar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe Bruno Paz, but uh, it isn't yeah. the same. Bruno Pass can play at right if, uh, at the right back, left back. Uh, uh, defensive midfielders. Ah, Ooh. pois é, pois é.
2: Oh, 19, oh, I think. get
4: out of the thing.
2: I think so too. Oh, that's good to know. That's yeah, that's I forgot about him. Yes, 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 yes. O puto é bom. yeah, yeah. Good, good, good one, Bruno. Good one. Okay, so now let me move on. Petrovic should stay or go. He should go. We have Pilinha Bruno.
3: yeah agreed he needs to go
2: uh Interno.
4: yeah i agree uh, we uh, we bought uh, music and Vendel, and uh, mm-hmm. i think they will be they will play more next uh, on the next season
2: yeah they'll be good to go by next season uh now this is a tough one for everybody i know but I'd love to put you guys on the spot Ruben Ribeiro, I know we just got him, so he should go, he should stay.
0: Um, I <laughs> think we should give him another another half season, but um, until I January at the, end of the day he should go because uh, really, we we brought we brought the wrong person from VWAF to play that position. We should have been bringing back Chico but okay, we'll okay, Bruno, Bru- yeah. next, yeah. um
3: um in my opinion he's he's not a player to play in any of the top three uh in that in that regard so no i don't i don't think he should stay i think it was a bad move to get him in the first place okay uh
4: the same like Bruno says uh, about um, the opportunity window if there is a good transfer i think we could uh, sell him yeah okay now,
2: uh, Bruno Fernandes looks like he's not going to be sold. He looks like he's going to stay at Sporting next season. I'm talking a little bit about 2018-2019. Right, right. So do you think that uh, Sheik Suralc would be a good uh, backup of Bruno Fernandes? Yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. He's, a, he's a good backup, and even we've seen, even today, Bruno Fernandes can play as the as the eight. And then Brian Ruiz should have played as the ten, you can we can easily do that as well with Bruno Fernandes playing as the eight and then Sheikh playing as the ten as well. I think they can play together, they can and they can and one can replace the other as well. So um so yeah, of course. Okay. Uh how do you feel, uh Bruno? Yeah,
3: man, I, uh, I I completely agree. I hope he finally gets his shot at Sporting because I hate that in these past two years we've been loaning him out. I feel like he he could have already helped the team this season. So yeah, absolutely, I think he can definitely be a great quality backup to Bruno Fernandes, no doubt in my mind.
2: So we don't need to go in the market and look for another similar player to Bruno Fernandes because we already have one. Agreed.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. No need to okay. waste money.
4: Exactly. Uh, uh, Leon Term, do you agree? Yeah, and we can't forget Vendel, because we paid a lot of money for for him. And yeah, yeah we will we will have three three good solutions: Vendo, exactly. Vendel and uh, Gerald. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Gerald can play at the same time, like uh, like uh, the other the other said, and. Um, we can play with uh, for 4-3-3 uh, for uh, formation or uh, like we uh, used to play with uh, Bruno Fernandes uh, more offensive than uh, Geralt. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I agree with uh, with uh, the assessments for the three of you guys. Now, if Chelsea Martin stays, are we going to be happy with wingers uh, with uh, Jefferson Martins and Rafinha. Is that good enough for Sporting, if we keep Jefferson Martins?
0: And Dens who can also play there. I think that's...
2: Yeah, that's... yeah, of course. And Poudins too. I'm talking about Rafinha
0: because we just got him from Guimarães. Of course, of course, yeah. Um, I think so, yeah. I think Rafinha can even slot in on the left as well. So you we can mm-hmm. play with both of them or or one can interchange after the other. One can play on... They could both, probably both play on the right. I think that would be good. That would be good. Again, like I said, with with Paul Dins, three good good wingers. Maybe grab another one, uh, just to be safe. But if not, uh, that's why I say we keep Bruno Cesar unless, like Bruno said, we get a good offer for him. So that would be four decent wingers right there.
4: And we can't yeah. forget uh, the um, probably return from uh, Mateus Pereira.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about him. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Exactly. Good. Good point, young uh, gentleman. Uh, good point. Bruno, Brunex,
3: what's up? Yeah, man. So I completely agree. We have Matheus Spreira, who's having a really good season at Um, uh, And I think uh, the great thing about Rafinha, he can play on the left. He can play on the right. Uh, I really hope Gelson stays. So if he stays, yeah, absolutely. Rafinha and Gelson would, would create a great tandem. I just honestly don't see Gelson staying. He's getting a lot of interest from the big clubs in Europe. And I think after the World Cup, un- unfortunately, I think he's going to be on the move. But, of course, you know, knowing Bruno Carvalho, we're obviously going to get that price that we want. He- he's not hes not going to go cheaply. Okay, good. Now, jason
2: Justin- Dalla, is he a good replacement if Dumbia goes? Is he good enough? What do you guys think?
3: Who wants it first? You. I guess I want it first. <laughs> you spoke first, so go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I'll tell you what—he can be worse than Dubia, Okay, he can't be worse than these perform—these past performances that we've seen. So, yeah, I think I think Jelson Dalla. If if I had to pick today, he definitely deserves a shot over Dubia. I don't. I absolutely don't see why not. Okay, uh, Leon Intern, what do you think? In my opinion, uh,
4: Dala is very fast. and It can be very useful for the games we want to to be with our lines back. Uh, back play at counter with counter attack, and uh, Dumia is uh, losing his um, his top speed. So I think it could, could be a yeah, a good uh, solution for the team.
2: Agreed, agreed. Okay, so now, uh, Danny, do you want to say something about that? foi a pesca, Okay, so let's move on to the next player. Uh,
0: hello, hello, hello. Oh my god! For so this, I talk, I talk, but like it's not picking up. I
2: don't know. Oh, tu precisas comprar o microfone novo, meu. It's está estragado, meu. Compraste esta? Can you hear me still? Yeah, I can, man. All right.
0: Anyways, yeah, I agree with you guys 100%. Sorry about all of this. technical. No, that's cool.
2: Last play I want to talk about because he deserves my most respect. And you guys forgot about him. And I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, Ryan Gold.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. I know. What happened with him? So what do you think? Does he fit in?
0: Are we just forgetting about him? What's going on with the with the My, my only problem with Ryan Gauld is one: where do we play him? Who do we play him ahead? Um, I, I know he's he was injured for a bit against uh, for Avsh, but he hasn't he hasn't really impressed at least me so far this season. Um, I know there was a lot of hype around this kid, and and I hope things still do come good for him um you know but uh I don't know I don't know if he has a spot in the team next year to be honest with you. Brunex what do you think?
3: Yeah I don't I don't think he's ready just yet uh mostly because uh like like Danny said he's he's been a player who's unfortunately had to deal with a couple of injuries when he when he has been loaned out and when he was at I believe last year it was Stubel, right? Mm Stubal, he was loaned out. But then, you know, the whole drama happened between the clubs and we had to recall him from loan. And he was actually looking very, very good at Stubal. He was he was pretty much finding his form Uh, this year. He's been hurt and with injuries. So he hasn't been able to to get to that level that I saw him in at Stubal. So I think one more year loaned out will do very good for him, especially because I, I just don't I just honestly don't see a spot for him. And, and the plantel next year, I, I really, really don't. Okay, um, now we're gonna move on to the next topic, which is uh,
2: modalidades, and uh, we, we're gonna consult our expert from Portugal, uh, motherland Bruno Brito Leão Interno. Go ahead, my friend.
4: So, I will start with uh women's soccer uh, this week. There was a stop for the, the Algarve Cup. Our players uh, did very well during the tournament, especially Inês Pereira, who only conceded two goals throughout all the competition and also defended a, a penalty that was decisive for the Portuguese team, third place in the competition. Best standing ever in the competition by our national team. It was an excellent performance. Uh, uh, Sporting Bay lost uh, 0-2 against Taroka and they will go to the the Assur on the next Saturday to play against Santa Clara. The team needs a good result to stay away from the relegation positions. Let's see what they will do. Our 119 won uh, 1-0 in Matosinj with uh, a late goal at uh, the 81 minutes and they are on the fight for the title with last three points than the leader about futsal uh, our futsal team won uh, 5-1 against Modikus and maintained the advantage of six points on the first place they will now play against Avs next Saturday and work for another and they will uh, I'm, and I'm sure they will work for another convincing victory in order to maintain the advantage over the second classified benfica uh, about uh, our human, women's futsal uh, lo- they lost 2-1 against benfica and they are now on the fifth place three points behind the first uh, And no a special note to the miserable attitude of some supporters of benfica who insulted the sporting athlete and sang chants, wishing her death. This is not what we want to see in the world of sport. About handball. The handball team won against Ivanka, 32-25, in Sturreysen, due to, the, to bad weather. The team continued the victorious cycle in the championship, maintaining the lead. Four points of advantage and 100% of victories away from home. Next game will be in Mafra against Bulnes. Last game of the regular phase. It will be a, a difficult game due to the, uh, to the fact that Bulnes is still fighting for a place on the first six. in okay, Empatiche. Our hockey team continues their winning streak in the championship. This time beating Turkel away by 7-1 with another great display. This weekend, our team will receive the Liceo of Coruña for the European League. If they win, they will finish the group on, in the first place and will avoid more difficult opponents in the quarterfinals, like Porto and Barcelona, for example. About the athletics, uh, like we said before, uh, Nelson Ever won the, uh, the bronze medal on triple jump at the Indoor World Championship in Birmingham. Great achievement of our athlete with uh, 34 years, failing gold by only three centimeters. Our esports team reached the final of League Cup, but lost uh, 1-0 against Grow Up Sports. And finally, but but not less important, uh, our women's rugby team won the Portuguese Cup with a 14-12 victory against Benfica. Another great achievement. And that's all about uh, our modalities this week.
2: Great, great, great. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. The, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the cover page from Not uh, Sporting. Uh, it, it was a beautiful cover page, uh, giving relevance of uh, handball being in first place, volleyball, being ahead of Cristobal Maya by one game in the playoff. Uh, the O'Keefe team being in first place because Bifi get that 2-2 against Volongo. So we regained the the, uh, the the first place. So that's we're doing really, really, really great in all uh, the, the modalities. Futsal, of course, we're still in first place. So I'm very, very happy. This is why I decided to become an associate supporting because I know the money of the uh, the dues that we, we pay, they go straight to the modalidades, and I want them to be strong. Uh, like I've said it so many times, Portugal is bigger than just a football team. It's also 55, and I said it correctly. I didn't make a mistake. 55 modalities, which yeah. is a lot. One of uh, the only clubs in the whole world that has so many modalities, and uh, every Sporting should be proud of it. You know, you... You 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 chose the divide right club to to love and fall in love with and to talk about and to have passion for. It. Uh, that's that's what I think. Um, yeah.
4: yeah. I just realized that I passed the volleyball for uh, laps. I just Forget to mention the volleyball.
2: Yeah, the volleyball. They up one game in the playoffs against Cristal Mayev. They win the next two games in uh, Juan Roche. They qualify for the final. Either against uh, Benfica or Spinho. Uh,
4: no, uh, they did the first the first game, yeah, and uh, uh, they won three one in uh, in Maya. Yeah. and they this weekend. If they won the two matches, they reached the uh, the final and probably will will face Benfica in the final. Yeah,
2: yeah, because Benfica they won away and then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so basically, it'll be it'll be awesome, awesome finals. Um, so okay, so let's wrap it up. We have one topic. Uh, I don't want I don't want us to take way too long with it, but it's something that uh, we have to talk about because it's coming out uh, on all the uh, Portuguese channels. It's coming out all over the world. Uh, it's coming out on all over the newspapers, and it's the corruption in the Portuguese league. Uh, not only Liga Nos, but the second league in the whole Portugal. My question to you guys is very simple. I'm not here to talk about any other clubs. That's not the purpose of this topic. Uh, I want to put the responsibility in the Portuguese government and the uh, judicial system. How do you guys feel about it? I'm going to save Bruno Brito for last because he lives in Portugal. He might have a better perspective more info than we do because we live uh, we live overseas so i'm going to i'm going to start with brun Mintz. what do you think do you think the portuguese government will be able to solve this corruption that uh, has uh, taken over of the uh, portuguese football and the judicial system do you think they'll be able to fix it
3: uh no uh that that's i mean this has been a decade now of of corruption and they haven't done anything to fix it. So why would they fix it now? Um, unfortunately I, I honestly don't like just knowing how corrupt everything is. I honestly don't see it getting fixed unless FIFA comes down on us or something like that. Um, on the league. But I, I just, I honestly don't, I don't see it getting fixed, unfortunately.
2: Okay. But yeah, I feel you, brother. I feel the same way, Denny. What do you think? All the way from Toronto, how's the sporting community in Toronto feel about it?
0: Um, uh, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Maybe, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't speak for all of us here, all of our, us Torontonians here in uh, in, in Toronto. But um, I, I agree with Bruno. I don't know how much they can fix, or if they even want to fix it, if they even bother to fix it, or. Or deal out consequences with it. Um I know at least. well, I, I know at least um not to bring it up because it's them, but just, you know, there there are there are people that are starting to go into to, to prison for some of these things that, that are are starting to come out and um proving that the sporting issues aren't going crazy or aren't insane or aren't inventing any stories, which is I mean, always a good thing, but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if they'd want to. Like Bruno mentioned, it's been going on for a decade. And and apart from maybe a few people in jail, um, it hasn't necessarily changed much. So I don't know no, if there's I'd, much they can do. Yeah, I think
3: at the end of the day, I think money talks.
0: So exactly. So I'll leave it at no,
3: that. I, yeah, I
2: agree with you. Okay, so Bruno Brito, all the way from Portugal. How do uh, the sporting community feel about it?
4: In my opinion, uh, it is a shame. I want integrity in sport. I want ethics. Uh, In my view, the state should um, regulate standards and enforce them strictly in order to maintain suitability in sport. But in Portugal, I think even the rulers cannot undress their shirts. And that means there is impunity in in the face of fraud in sport. It's sad, but it's the reality, in my opinion. I only see hope if there was an if there is an instance created like uh, the Premier League in England to uh, to work in pro of uh, football and fans. If there isn't a case, I didn't see the things uh, getting better. That's
2: it? That's yeah, yeah. Okay. So, me, I'm going to give my two cents because uh, this is this is something that bothers me very much. I think uh, in Portugal, the lack of ethics. Uh, basically, if you are a politician, if you are in charge of a, a Liga, if you are in charge of a federação, if you're in charge of a Conseil if you're in charge of a PAF, Whatever uh, agency, uh, federation you represent, you, ha- you must be neutral. You shouldn't be choosing a club. You should be uh, preferring sporting or preferring uh, Bifico, or Porto. I'm just going to name the big three. You should be neutral. When you're doing a job, uh, you, you have to remain neutral. And, and that's something that's not uh, happening in Portugal. People accept bribes as like a T-shirt or a voucher, and in Portugal they think that's a normal thing when it's not because of the job that you carry, the job that you were given to, that you voted for, that you were asked to do for the players, for the teams, for the fans. So that's why I think in Portugal it's a little bit backwards and they're still stuck in, this, in the Stone Age in the 60s or 70s because they haven't evolved in that aspect. Of, of uh, uh, the organizations and federations and different agencies. Uh, if I, I'm a sporting fan, I'm a sporting socio, but if I was a referee or if I was a, a, the president of the Rezão Portuguesa, I, would, I could honestly tell you that I would be neutral. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying this, I'm gonna tell you a little bit of something that happened with me last week with my job i'm not going to give you any details because i can't but uh, i work for immigrations and i work for customs and border protection but when i have to send somebody back it doesn't matter where they're from so i sent somebody back and you know what he was and i'm not going to say his name of course not but it doesn't matter i'm doing my job and that's i swore to my country which is united states of america that I would perform my job at my full cap- uh, abilities and capacity. And that's what I, that's what I do. Uh, when I'm doing my job, I don't care where you're from. I don't care who you like. I'm going to do it the way it's supposed to be done. And Portugal's not there yet. And it's very sad. Very sad that uh, people are still accepting bribes and uh, or sexual favors or money laundry or drugs or weapons. I mean, I've heard it all. And it's an embarrassment. I love my Portugal, but, you know, whoever supports corrupt people, you're not good people. When you applaud someone because he's winning titles for you, you're not a good chef of familia. Because uh, was Sporting caught in the corruption once or twice? Yes, but we handled it properly. We kicked those involved in corruption out of the club. We stripped them of the cartão socio. We told them, get the, get out of my club. Get the fuck out of my club. We treated them with no respect. But some clubs, what they do is they put them in a pedestal and they applaud them. And they want them to stay in power, even if it means winning titles by cheating. And that's why Sporting geese are different. That's why I love my Sporting cases, brothers and sisters, because we see the light of the end of the tunnel. We are honest people. We don't like corruption. When we have people involved in corruption, we kick them out. And I can give you a few examples. Gooding Lopes, Cristovão is a piece of shit. So we handled it with class. We didn't applaud them because maybe we had some advantage to it. And that's all I got to say. So uh, to all my Sporting pieces brothers today, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure. You guys were outstanding. And Vivo Sporting Club Portugal. The last thing I want from you guys is the predictions for Chaves and the second leg of uh, Plants. So, uh, Danny,
0: uh, go first. Shavs will be a hard-fought match because we won't have Bruno Fernandes in the yet, but we will win uh, 2 nothing. And then against Victoria Plissian, we'll win one nothing away from home.
2: Okay. Uh, Bruno Mendes, go ahead.
0: Uh,
3: yeah, so for the Shavs game, it's going to be way I think it's going to be a 3-0. To be honest with you guys, I think it's going to be 3-0. And as far as the away match against Plzen, I think it's going to be tough because I don't think they've lost the home match in the Europa League or actually all season yet, I think, I believe, if I looked at that set, right? So I could honestly see us tying a 1-1 away from home. They actually lost uh, the last game. Oh, they lost the last game? Well, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with 1-1. No, that's fine.
4: Uh, young know, Inter. Uh, just only one additional note. Uh, I think in Portugal, there are always conflicts of interest and it seems that uh, when someone moves to take action, it is removed from the scene and everything goes down. We need to start learning, I think we need to start learning ethics in secondary school, in physical education, (laughs) to to see if we learn something good by the roots instead of learning from some leaders in Portugal and continue and avoid continuing in the, a vicious cycle. That's my opinion about the the game in charge. I think we must be competent and effective, stand strong defensively, and I think we will win by
2: 2-0. And uh, the second leg of uh, Europa League?
4: Uh, maybe 2-1 to to earn some more po- extra points for us.
2: Yeah, I agree. So, for Shavs, I think we'll win, uh, I feel the same way, 2 nothing, And uh, against uh, Plinsen, uh I'll say we're going to win 2 nothing again uh, away. Uh, so, that's it. Um, uh, oh, so,
3: yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Steph, before yep. we go, I just want to say um, to our Italian brothers in Fiorentina, Oh, yes. Um, about about the passing and, you know, just paying their respects to the player, uh, David Aston. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but um, thoughts and prayers to them, to his family, to the fans. Um, I saw a couple of videos and, and pictures today from the scene. Um, absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So so credit to them for putting on such a beautiful display um, to, to such a great player that that contributed to their club. So that's all I got to say.
2: Yeah, Forza Viola. Yeah, Forza Viola, study. Okay, so it wraps it up. Today wraps it up. The Sporting 160 EN podcast number three. See you next week. We'll have a special guest on Tuesday. We'll have Nuno Velhines. It's confirmed. I already spoke to him. Uh, I'll let you know the time. I'm excited. He's a great guest. He knows a lot lot about marketing. So we're going to be drilling his brain a little bit. Uh, we'll make it fun and um so let's say go- you your goodbyes guys go ahead
0: all right i'll start uh thanks for, for listening again guys vivo sporting and ciao
2: okay ciao bacalhau later viva sporting club portugal
3: see everyone in the europa league final
2: yeah
1: E atrás eu, no coração, é que eu lhes digo, grita em todos os rios, Viva as partes, é espaço se não passa, vitória será nossa, Viva a Flávia, que é baseada, só bem o que grita em todos os livros. Viva a Flávia, que é baseada, que se possa ou se não passa, a vitória será nossa. Viva a bateira bandeira, verdura, união, e uma esperança sem fim, muita fé no coração. O suporte inglesa é assim Rapaziada, som vai o que eu lhes digo Gritem todos comigo Viva a sua arte Rapaziada, que se passa ou se não faça Vitória será nossa Viva a sua arte Rapaziada, o som bem o que eu lhes digo Gritem todos comigo Viva Starling, que que se passa não passa, a vitória será nossa. Viva Starling, ai vamos lá cantar a marcha.